0: You hate to see COVID happen, but it's like when something you know happens, like okay, you gotta you gotta take advantage of it, or someone else will. If it's not us, yeah. someone else will.
1: What my people typically look for, man, is just other interesting people. Yeah, you know, thanks. One's that, ones that can hold a good conversation. That, that's really it, because the show is yeah. very, very conversational. But no, dude, well, we're going to
0: have a lot of fun, man. I yeah, I'm learning. You're about my 25th show since uh, late February and just kind of snowballed during this whole COVID that's thing. That's awesome. So, way to go, yeah. dude.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really cool. The best way to, yeah, is just to dive right in. That's 25 since February. That's fantastic.
0: I guess what happened was one of my buddies had me on his LinkedIn Live. This was before COVID. Yeah. Before anyone knew what COVID was. And then when COVID hit, um, you know, like, man, I stopped selling. Right. So I was like, okay, what can we do instead of selling, like get on podcasts. So one podcast led to another. They looked at my profile. And then once the uh, lockdown stopped, you know, what, a month, month and a half ago, I started selling again. Now I had some ammo when I was selling. Dude, you're hitting the nail on the
1: head, man. I mean, that's the biggest part of it. And I just... uh. I just had my team apply for an industry award. I think we already started the show, by the way, which is fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Look, yeah. No, sorry. No, no, no. Don't do don't, do not be sorry. This is, is green, this a green, green room, right? I thought this was a green room, yeah. right? Or, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I love this because uh, and I used to be very bad at this, talking yeah. too much pre-show, and then we'd lose a lot of good information for the show. So now it's just whatever. Everybody knows me, and it's just, we're, we're just diving into it which is so cool, but man, you're hitting it's, it's good to meet you. Jerry, hey, can you man. your last name for Abbeyog. me? Abbeyog. Abbeyog. There we go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to all in with Rick Jordan. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm pumped because you're hitting the nail on the head with the shows, man. And I, I think that's a lot of what people need to hear too, because it, that's a, that's a great adaptation. And man, I've said this before. I hate the word pivot. Pivot is just yeah. stupid overused. Pivot to me is like a failure to plan you know, yeah. versus you were like, you know, I'm just going to go on a lot of shows. And that's cool. Cause you say ammo. I I've said it as marketing collateral before, because yeah. now you can say, Hey, I've been on these shows. Here's some things that I've talked about. Go have a listen. And now you yeah. built up credibility for your prospects.
0: Exactly. I mean, I, I wrote an art during the lockdown, I wrote yeah. an article for AI time journal that got accepted, that got published. So now I have all this ammo. And then the other day I got accepted to write an article for uh a restaurant industry magazine
2: yeah yeah about
0: what we're doing to help the restaurants rise from the ashes so all this stuff builds on top of each other and now people yeah, are you know outside of their homes and yeah we know covid's still going up and increasing but hey i got all this ammo now a lot of credibility
1: Right on, dude. And that's, yeah. a, 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 dude, I, I commend you so much because that's, everyone asks me too, you know, and it's not like I'm, you know, like a Joe Rogan or something like that. I, yeah. I, I believe that I will be because I just love bringing value to people. And I believe that's his genuine desire in that too. But still, you have to start. And that's yeah. where I see a lot of the, the failure is just really the failure to take action. You know, so if there's anything to lift people up, it's to say, hey, look at Jerry Abioch you know because this stuff happened but all you did was like well what else can i do you know i was going to dive into this
0: yeah to leverage off that um once the lockdown started we actually so um, i'm a co-founder of standard insights an ai yeah. driven growth marketing platform so 2 years back we started we started in the e-commerce space and branched out to other verticals yep. one of the verticals we branched out to last year was an ai driven digital menu and the reason we went after this was mcdonald's bought a company that was kind of similar to what we're doing called dynamic yield to provide ai driven recommendations so we developed that and i started selling it i mean i went to my buddy up the road who owns a thai restaurant pitched him kind of laughed at me he's a buddy of mine so he's allowed to do that you know we pitched other folks and I kind of got the same reaction. So we put it in the garage. COVID comes in March, and myself and the three other co-founders, like, hey, didn't we? I mean, this product that we have, we pulled it out of the garage, tweaked it, and so we created a subdomain for it. It's called iorder.menu. Okay. So now it's an AI-driven uh digital menu that you go in a restaurant. CDC is recommending paperless uh, menus or digital menus, yeah. and we take it a step further with the contactless payment. Uh, you know, contactless ordering. Now we provide AI recommendations on what Jerry oh. or Rick's favorite food items are. That's and, cool. Where does yeah. it pull
1: data? I'm, st- I'm without getting into proprietary stuff, but you have me so interested on this, man, because AI is always driven by information you can feed it. So,
0: right. So the, the great, well, the, the great thing about this, every restaurant literally around the planet is starting from scratch. Yeah. And so now the data before that isn't really going to make sense because everything's kind of not now it's helter skelter, right? Yeah, everything's yeah. Uh, all discombobulated. So now a restaurant opens, You know today we start pulling data and we start pulling data and start learning rick's favorite food items and jerry's favorite food items and over time we'll make those recommendations and why that's vitally vitally important now aside from the safety aspect of not wanting to uh, you know catch covid and get all you know germy stuff when you're provided recommendations in front of you like like what we're seeing in Amazon or or Netflix movie recommendations, you order quickly. I mean, we've all been to restaurants where we look at the menu for 10, 15 minutes and we almost always order the same thing that we did before.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm tracking with you versus like Netflix saying recommended for you. Yeah, recommended and boom,
0: that's the movie we're watching or Amazon. Um, So why is that important now? Well, restaurants are cut uh, 50% or yeah. more for, for, yeah. for distancing. Now they need to turn those tables over quicker. So, you know, what are we doing? Yeah, we want to drive sales, uh, improve customer tur- turnover, increase average order value, but it's these three principles that we are, uh, myself and the co-founders abide by. It's number one, improving customer experience. Number two, preventing customer indecision. And yeah. uh, lastly, is telling the customer what to do next all this is driven by you know by data so yeah so we we put the website together literally you know a few weeks back and um, i'm you know getting you know we're getting at least a call a day inquiring about our platform in fact
1: it's it's amazing
0: in fact today i was supposed to have a it was a, a like a restaurant consultant up in the philly area it's like she missed her call we had a third meeting this morning then um, I was like, oh, man, i kind of bummed. I thought she was into this. Yeah, yeah. Like I get, a, I get a text two hours later. It's like, hey, sorry, I missed a meeting. This looks cool. You know, now we're on the next step. So yeah, all this is kind of starting to come, yeah, come together. So that's we, fantastic, this, man. Yeah.
1: That, that's so encouraging. You know, it, I've looked at, there's all these trends that happen, you yeah. know, and certain industries die. You know, Th- think about all the, all the print publishers. I mean, that's been a yeah. dying industry for years now. Yeah. Uh, Traditional print, whatever. And, you know, whether it comes to menus or signage whatever it is, the traditional print stuff has kind of gone away and that industry has suffered. However, what I've always looked at is you know, it's like, well, what happened to those jobs? And everybody's so fearful that they're going to lose those jobs in their areas. But then what I love is no matter what industry ends up dying, there's always a new opportunity that displays itself that you can jump into because something always has to take its place. The yeah. human need is still there. The human need to still see what the restaurant has is still right. there the, to fill your stomach is still freaking there. You, know, you have to, I'm so excited, dude, I'm pumped at this. I want to go to a and, restaurant and, and, and the, see your product.
0: <laughs> and, and the thing is, so when restaurants open, depending on, you know, yeah. you know, what state. So, yeah, it's f- f- assuming a restaurant has 10 tables. So, you know, you go in a month ago was maybe four, four tables were open. But now restaurants were kind of scurrying the rules and pushing, the, moving the goalposts. Right. So now yep, it was four yep. tables, five, six, seven, eight. Now yep. what are we seeing? COVID cases are going up. So, you know, that could be a marketing pitch. Like, hey, I get it. You, right you guys on. need a you know, tables and you need, but if you bend the rules or push the goalposts,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, your, your customers are going to come down with COVID. So now it's time to buckle down again. And we're not saying go shut down because that's not going to happen. But yeah. hey, let's let us play by the rules at 50%. But now we're at 50 because we've learned in this last month that when you go from 50 to 67 to 80, COVID cases are going to go up. Huh. Yeah. So, now, so now, right? Because more people are going. There's less yeah, right social distancing in restaurants. Like, hey, let's just push the envelope. Let's just push the envelope. And well, they're trying it. to make
1: money. They exactly. They're trying to they, make money. Yeah. They've been shut down for so long, and right. Yeah, I feel really bad because some of the best places, some of the best restaurants that yeah. exist, are the the family owns. You know, oh, the, exactly. the small places, uh, you find the best food there, man, a, especially yep. if you go into cities like, you know, especially like New York, which of course has yeah. been really, really hard hit. There's so many little places there that you cannot find anywhere else in the world. Because it right. only exists right there. Of course we have all the chains, and all the chains rode this out. They've got the cash reserves to do so. Exactly. You know, and they're they're probably good buyers for your product too. Yeah. You know, for what they're doing, which that that's great. But you know, one thing I didn't like, you know, and I might get a little philosophical for a minute. Yeah. You know, let, let me let me do that because I, I love what you're doing. And there were some that were saying hey the restaurant system needs to change and i never disagreed with that you know yeah. the way that they they function because there's some chains that are just freaking horrible for you you know, yeah. I, from a nutritional perspective, right? And I love eating at places that use good, clean food. Now, yeah. I do still eat at Chick-fil-A here and there, yeah. you know, but still, it's like the quality of the product is what I go for. And then clean yeah. foods, of course. And now, a lot of the restaurants that were really in those niche spaces, especially in the clean foods area, you know, like farm to table kind of places yep. are the ones that have suffered the most out of this. And it's yeah. sad because I, those are the ones I don't want to see go away. Yeah. I would rather see Applebee's or Cheesecake Factory disintegrate you know, right. be, before any of these places that are real, because they're small businesses, man. Yeah. And the, the, the SBA pegged this too. You know, I told you I'm going to get up philosophical. Yeah. You know, the, the SBA, you and I are in this because you know, we're small yeah. business owners also. The average small business owner takes home, income takes home their paycheck $59,000 a year. Yeah. It's horrible. You know, yeah I I remember making $40,000 a year and trying to feed twins that were just born. You know, right. I, I felt broke because I was <laughs> at the time. And it's right. I don't know how anybody can survive on that and anyone say that it's okay to not do the same things for the small restaurants and try to keep them going. I understand why they're trying to push the envelope, but where you fit in, dude, it's great because I have, in cybersecurity, I have clients that are in hospitality, the restaurants, because they have PCI compliance issues. I've even fought an active attempt from the FBI to find one of my clients $600,000 per credit card number that was being leaked to the dark web and there was 11 numbers. So that's a $6.6 million fine to a small restaurant owner. I discovered oh, no. that it wasn't him, which was great. I actually did the FBI's job for them. But I look right. at businesses like that, and I know that they work on turning tables. That's the yeah. way that they continue to produce money. So now that their capacity is reduced for because of COVID, and of course we want to do what we can to slow the spread, limit the amount of right. exposure. How do we do that to, so that their, turbos, their uh, tables turn faster? That's one of the main selling points of what you're doing. You are matching a new need that exists in this marketplace, and I love so, it. So uh, yeah, I want to
0: take that a step further so our, our main platform so the company is called standard insights and our main engine is smart choice ai so gives the client a smart choice our clients customers a smart choice of yeah. you know what to, you know what to do next so if you go on our standard it'll say the number one uh, world's number one customer engagement platform so it's all about smart data driven customer engagement so nice. what happens when Jerry or, or Rick leaves the restaurant. Uh, now the um, the restaurant, if they weren't doing any marketing before, like, hey, let's be forward thinkers and continue to reach out to either Jerry or Rick so they'll come back again. Yeah. And before, when they come back again, both Rick and Jerry should know in the back of their minds what they're going to order. So when they get, when they get sat down, hey, look on your phone and press order yeah. and pay. So all this, so if you look onto our um, IOrder.Menu, so it's a subdomain of Standard inside, so you can go to it uh, directly. I ordered, this isn't your father's digital menu. So we're taking it a step further. We're looking, we're just not looking here, what's in front of us, a contactless menu and contactless payment. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone's doing that. And it's an arms race to to get, uh, you know, I'm working day and night.
1: And a lot of digital yeah, but, menus yeah. are just scans of their original menu. Right. Right now that I see. Yeah. God. Yeah. They're
0: scans of their digital yeah. menu. Hey, let's take it a step further with... So if you go into our platform and um, you know, we have some sample menus, you go in,
2: yeah, you can yeah. click
0: in the top right, you can see Rick's pass order. So, oh, yeah. I ordered this dish last time instead of looking at it through 15 minutes and that's costing the restaurant money now.
1: Yeah. So that's we, We're always
0: forward thinking, you know, myself, the three other co-founders.
1: All right. I got to dive into something here. This is more like yeah. personal curiosity. Because I was at a restaurant. It was actually a wine bar and kitchen uh, the other day. It was in downtown Disney Springs in Florida. I was traveling there doing some work and it's wine bar George. Okay. Yeah. And they had a digital menu. And of course, because it's a wine bar, there's 200 different choices on the wine list. That's yeah. there. And I, I mean, just staring at it, I felt like that dude that stares at like the Cheesecake Factory menu that has 70 physical paper pages because it's just so extensive. Yeah. And when the guy came up to me and said, would a paper menu help? I said, yes, please. You know, because yeah. of, of the way the digital menu was organized, it was just so yeah. difficult to find. And I have expansive tastes. I have an expansive palate. When it comes right. to wines, I always drink reds because the first responsibility of any wine is to be red personal opinion <laughs> yeah. but that but still even on there was 200 different reds and i can go to the gray but i just wanted to see what they had and it was easy right. for me to consume he brought a paper one over you know right. and still the paper one was like 11 by 17 because it was still just that expansive yeah. how can ai for someone like that because it's, it is a large menu at that place i can assume other places have large menus too how can ai help narrow down that kind of a choice for someone like me when i do typically go for something different in the wine list just to try new things
0: so yeah two things regardless of what restaurant um they've got to you know shrink the menu i mean that's uh, i've yeah. been to last month been three or four uh, virtual restaurant conferences and the consensus was yeah the cheesecake level um level menus they, yeah. they've got to be shrunk down so that's number one, shrinking down the, uh, the wine list, food list, whatever that may be. That's going to cut down on, on cost, uh, you know, as well. And number two, where we're bringing AI in, we can make, we can set up AI driven recommendations. So yeah. food pairings, if you will. So, um, uh, you know, meat dish, it'll be, you know, red wine, maybe seafood dish, white wine. Yeah. So yep. th- you can enter that. So now you're looking at your phone like, Oh, Hey, You know, red wine with this meat dish, or uh, so forth. So, yeah,
1: that's intriguing. You know, you mentioned something too about shrinking the menu, and I think this this comes full circle back to what we were talking about before with these niche level, you know, small business mom and pop restaurants. Because if you're there are diners that I've been to that are mom and pop, family owned, and they do have a cheesecake factory style menu to where they have everything and the kitchen sink on on that piece of paper. Yeah, And it's hard, it is hard to decide. So if they shrink it, this is what I'm talking about, man, is where, where one industry or one type of industry goes away, there's always opportunity. Because now you can see, well, this restaurant isn't doing this, they shrunk their menu, and they're not carrying this style of dish anymore. So maybe it's Mediterranean that they completely took off because of vendor supply issues now, or they're just shrinking the menu to make it more consumable for the digital side, whatever it is. But now it's someone who could have it and be like, I'm going to open a Mediterranean style restaurant across the street. Yeah. So if they're going to still do burgers and everything else, and they were sort of like the jack of all trades restaurant diner, I'm going to specialize. You know, there's that old phrase, man, the riches are in the niches. And right. that's where I see a lot of the opportunity with this. And I love that you're driving that too, man, because now it's going to diversify a lot of the restaurants and that's a great change for this yeah. industry. And we're going to see a lot of booming places again, I feel, and I'm hopeful.
0: And, um, you know, to your point, so before I came on, once I knew I was going to be interviewed by yeah. you, I, I listened to one of your a couple of your shows or one of them. And the one of them was, um, I think it was with the CPA, uh, CPA and you guys were talking about VCs. And I think yeah, one of the yeah. key takeaways i had from that conversation was if i remember correctly uh, product market fit and need right yep, so whatever yep. product you have and if it's a random product like hey i you know i'm happy with my my cpa or, or in your case you know it security i'm okay with that i don't have an yeah. issue but literally everyone on the planet with restaurants experiencing a, a problem so it's yeah. not oh hey we're, we're cool we're cool we're we're, nope nope there's nobody that doesn't need what you have right now yeah (laughs) Yeah. no one on the planet so uh, you you hate to see covid happen but it's like when something um you know happens like okay you gotta you gotta take advantage of it or someone else will it's not us. someone else will
1: yeah There was a lot of naysayers at the beginning of all this, too, saying that, you know, how dare you say, and because I was one of the people that were saying there's a lot of opportunity there right now, but the opportunity that I saw was filling the needs, serving people. You know, I've always said serve first, and then the the tagline is, and the money will follow. But serve first is literally, that is the first priority, is filling that need, finding something that people have a desire for or, or want or need to fill that void right now. And that's where people like you can jump in, man and I, that's beautiful
0: yeah so I'm I'm 48 years old so we've got a big big giant situation you know right now with everything going on in the world right yeah, so when yeah. was the last time an epic event happened the great recession 2008-2009 technology brought us out of that right it
1: did. yep you got then,
0: it then the one prior to that 2001 when 9-11 that was the the start of the uh, technology space, if you will, you know, yeah. internet and websites and all that be- started becoming more mainstream. Yeah. So, techn- I, I h- 110% believe that technology will bring us out of the crisis we're in right now.
1: Right on, man. Oh my gosh, you're speaking my language. Even if you go back to the Great Depression in the 30s, you know, it was at that point, technology wasn't really around. But if you look at the comparative elements, it was industry, it was manufacturing. At that point, there's always something that can spark that recovery. I'm I'm totally on your side of the table, man. I'm hopeful, man, because it's, I do see some good trends. It's still going to be thick in the trenches for a little while. Oh, you know, yeah. I still don't think economically that we've even seen the bottom hit yet, you know, personal belief, but there are some sparks of hope that exist. And yeah. there's, dude, you know, I, I commend you, man. I'm loving our conversation. I love that we, we're, we met because you're one yeah. that you're on the forefront of this, man. And it's yeah. awesome. You're providing a need to help transform this and literally bring the economy back to life. So thank you.
0: For hey, thanks. Thanks. Country. Appreciate thank it. You. And if you, even if you look back 2008, 2009, um, a young company called Netflix, right? There was Blockbuster. Yeah. You were renting movies, going DVDs, and uh, Netflix came along. They offered to, uh, you know, discussions didn't go well between B- Blockbuster and Netflix, and look where yep. Blockbuster's at, you know, right now. But it's technology that, you know, what are we doing now? Watching movies on Netflix, right?
1: Yeah, right so,
0: on. Yeah, it's technology is like that. And that's when Uber started, and all those uplifts, yeah. all those other yeah. guys started uh, you know, way back when, right around the time of the uh, great 2008, 2009.
1: Man, you're getting me all excited because I can't yeah. wait to see what 2021 is going to bring for real. Yeah. This is great. You know, th- th- there's so much that we have to look forward to. There's so much that we have to come out of at the same time, but it, there's just so much that we have to look forward to in a lot of different areas. I mean, we're, we're coming into another, I'm not getting political here. We're coming into another presidential election, which I yeah. think will help shape that. A bit, you know, at least the the other leadership that might be put into place. I actually think it matters less who gets elected into that highest seat, but more so the leadership team that's around them is what's going to drive us. You know, because you said that you're 48, I'm 40. That's great. We have two, you know, men that have seen a lot in their lifetime. And I yeah. respect the amount of stuff that they've gone through in their lives, both both of them, both sides. Right, right. It, at the same time, they're sort of in their twilight years right now. Correct. You yeah. Know, and to where, yes, they've seen a lot, but I, at the same, I mean, they cannot understand technology like you and I can. Yeah. You know, it's impossible because the learning curve is just too steep. I mean, my kids, when they were in fourth grade, dude, were learning how to code in fourth grade. Now they're in sixth grade and seventh grade and they know how to code in Python because they not, they leveled up a bit with that stuff. You know, it's just natural curriculum now, at least in the schooling that I have them in to adopt this stuff into their life so early and watching them, I'm realizing, shoot, if I don't have a basis in coding, which I do because I I did that when I was a teen ahead of the curve, whoever doesn't have a basis in coding right now is going to have a tough time 10 years from now, a decade from now. Yeah, So almost everything. I mean, you look at like Slack, a lot of people use Slack for internal communications. It's a great yep. app, man. But there's a lot of slash commands in order to make yeah. things happen super fast. It cuts right. the time down to like a split second rather than taking six seconds. But right. out of 200 messages you send a day, you just saved yourself like 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. by doing that. So coding, or if you're not adapting AI, into any sort of business that you're in, man. That is the next wave. That is the tech. I hope there's some tech people. I know there is. Listen to this, especially in my industry, because if you're not adapting AI to dive into your metrics from a business perspective or the services that you're delivering, you're going to be out of business in the next five years. Yeah,
0: and e-commerce were the early adopters of uh, AI just because of Amazon. But we wanted to go beyond that when we started with the company. So our first customers were... E-commerce customers, but we want to yeah, brand out. Yeah. So if you look on our website, e-commerce, brick-and-mortar restaurants, um, yeah, uh, you know, financial services. In fact, yep. So we were talking to a bunch of companies before the um, lockdown happened, and then now they're starting to trickle back in, and now I'm getting calls from some of these finance companies that were looking into our platform, our main platform, Standard Insight Smart Choice AI. And so as things begin to open up and people are beginning to peak, uh, you know, beyond the covers that's starting to happen. So th- that's one side, but the, the restaurants, it's like more, you know, fast and quick, not that we're not doing those other verticals cause they're, they're starting yeah, to yeah. come around, yep. but restaurants are, are like now, like,
1: dude, it's a lifeblood of America. Yeah. Those are some yeah. of the small businesses. Exactly. And they, yeah. they, they've been the ones, all uh, the ones that have survived, man, they've been amazing, uh, you know. Uh, adapting to a DoorDash or an Uber Eats, trying to figure yeah. out how that works. You know, one of my clients owns six Buffalo Wild Wings franchises and they got it down to a science to where they were doing, and they, this was insane to me because I mean, each of his stores does maybe three to four million a year in revenue. Yeah. Uh, or they did pre COVID. And yeah. now, and what's the biggest expense of a restaurant? It's usually always labor or food costs. Yeah. Those two. Right. And how fast you turn the tables depends on how much it costs you for each of those for the most part. Right. But then he's doing like 70% of his original revenue without, or he did now they're open, but he did without even opening their doors because they were able to move quickly and adapt to what's going on. I can almost imagine, man, that he might've been able to kick that up to maybe 80 or 90% if they were using your style of AI to inject into
0: this. And to your point, it's about, you know, adapting and, and overcoming. Yeah. So, uh, one of our uh, customers, a restaurant up the street, they've been their business has been around for for ten years, and they were lucky. He told me, Jerry, we're just paying the bills. So they average yeah. about, so no dining, um, seventy orders uh, a day, average order value is like 30, 35 bucks. So they're they're hanging in there. They're not
1: yeah
0: raking it in, but they're they're. They're paying the bills, and that's yeah. that, and that's. Uh, but there are horrific stories of other restaurants, right? They just had to shut doors, and yeah. they had a. They had a. It's a Thai restaurant, so they had a thriving carryout business in conjunction
2: sure, with the sure. dining
0: business, right? Yep. But it's. I mean, you've got to be, you know, multifaceted, right? So our platform is multifaceted. We got multiple tech stacks, just like a, like a MMA fighter that. You got you got to you, you're striking, your boxing, your your muay thai, yeah, yeah. your ground game, you know wrestling, jujitsu, and then, you know your your cardio conditioning, weights,
1: yeah, and diet. Yeah. So you,
0: you got to be multi multifaceted in these days. For sure, like a my man. Pocket knife with all those different tools.
1: Yeah, for sure. Can, do you mind if I shift real quick into a different yeah. topic of AI? Because there's a, I've had a, a couple of AI experts on before, and I always like hearing perspective on this. Is privacy. Because uh, uh, the only way AI can function is data consumption. Yeah. A- end of story. If you don't have data to feed it, it can't do its job. Though so when it comes down to privacy, you know, how do you balance the benefits of AI? And this is a very generalized question, but how do you balance the benefits of AI while still trying to protect individual privacy?
0: Yeah. So we live in a data driven world. Yeah. Full stop. We're on Zoom right now. They have our data we pay our bills you know on on our bank apps yep. everything we do is tied to data when we go to a website facebook linkedin you know we connected on linkedin there's data i mean unless you're doing something nefarious then it's just a part of ingrained our society so yeah. modest, it's a commodity you might as well use it to your advantage and right you know, for those folks that are uh, kind of scared well tell you what Give me your cell phone. Don't use your smartphone. Use the rotary dial that what you know we grew up with.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: maybe live in a cave. Maybe I'm in Afghanistan you. or something. Yep. Uh, simple and you know, end of story. And to bring it back now to what's happening in healthcare, data's siloed, they got a bunch of rules, but now no one knows what what's going on. So now they're looking up to opening up the data portals so people can can communicate um, amongst each other, right? Sure. So, yeah, I mean, it's a part of our lives.
1: It, it is, absolutely. Yeah. And I um, the way I've always looked at it too, because I love this part of the conversation, man, is when it comes to privacy and artificial intelligence, there's two components to it. And both yeah. of them alleviate fear. Because just yeah. like COVID, fear is the biggest driver of trying to step back and say, I'm not so sure about this. And the two ways that I see when it comes to AI to help alleviate those fears. The first one is education. We really need to right. know what it is, what its capabilities are, and how that data is being used. But then that also translates onto the other side of transparency. Right. So those that are collecting your data, you know, for right. example, Apple. A couple of years ago, actually, I think it was just last year, Siri. When you're talking to, uh, now she's going to talk to me too. You know, <laughs> she my phone's right here, and she just turned on. Yeah, but uh, when. It, They got called on the carpet because everything you spoke to the woman in your phone, some of those clips in perfectly clear audio went back to Apple to try to improve the AI that was built into Siri because it was human beings that were analyzing it to see how well Siri responded. And right. that wasn't transparent. First off, we didn't have the education side to know that that was happening to begin with. And second, we didn't have the transparency to know what was actually being done with the data. And yeah. Both of those, as long as they're upfront, that we know the, the what and the why, and then we know the how, I think the fears would very much be alleviated with education and transparency. Yeah, I, so, I suppose that's the same with a lot of things in life, but particularly yeah. when it comes to AI, because AI is new newish yep. you know at least to the general public and the general consumer correct this concept is new you know and i remember growing up too man you know with the terminator movies you know yeah. and you think, i mean when google came out i heard funny jokes in my industry like google is skynet Yeah, And there's still some things that are talked about that way, but we do live in a data-driven society and there's really smart people that are out there. And the biggest key to AI that I I try to bring people back home to is remember this still has to be programmed by a freaking human being to begin with because it is artificial intelligence. So I learned by what you give it.
0: Yeah. So I always tell people that, Hey, our, our software doesn't operate by just, flipping the light switch, going in a room. And they, ta-da! I mean, there's got to be input yeah. from, you know, from a human being. But to your security point, um, so there's a handful of countries that can't access our website because we block them from it. So we do take, yes, we're talking about data, but there are some countries um, that are blocked from look, looking at our website, plain That's and beautiful. simple. So we're Good yeah. call, man.
1: Really good yeah. call. Yeah, I remember, I mean, there's certain countries that I've spent New Year's Eve fighting active hack attempts from into the clients yeah. who have... Because one of our co-founders
0: um, is an ethical hacker. So they, yeah. they, they know how to, you know, put the, the stomps on um, and the blocks on uh, nefarious people from these countries.
1: So, right on, man. That's great to hear that you're thinking that way too. There's a yeah. part of this too that I, I'm that I'd like to unpack just a little more if we could, because you were talking about not even just the usage of AI from the consumption level from a restaurant, you know, figuring out what you're going to order, but then the marketing on the back end. Yeah. And I I think that that's a a part that most don't think of, you know, so first way to go. Second, how do you see that fitting in? Because I, I think that it's brilliant, but I'd like to see, you know, after the fact, even if it's not the restaurant industry or something else, I think that really can help drive revenue. Especially yeah, because business. Uh,
0: you're absolutely right. So the genesis of our platform, when we traded emails, is my tagline is helping businesses drive repeat buyers. I yeah. mean, that's our tagline, and the reason uh, behind that is there, there's a study that Bain put out. It's just not Jerry selling software and you know making stuff up, but it yeah. was a study by by Bain that said a five percent increase in uh, in customer retention can drive twenty five to ninety five percent increase and profits. And what we saw out there was a lot of, there's a lot of great AI tools designed to bring you people into your company, into your business. But once, you know, they've bought, a lot of companies drop the ball and start, instead of focusing or upselling their current customer base, they go, let's look for the new shiny object.
1: Dude, if they buy once from you, they're going to spend more with you. That's yeah. always the case. That's psychology. That's not even I mean, marketing is a lot of psychology, but that's just it. If you buy once, I don't even remember the percentage, but it's like a four digit percent increase. Yeah. That they're going to buy from you again.
0: So we have an automation tool within our, our platform. So one of our clients they sell sunglasses, and they told me, and this is not this is uh not the big guys like Ray Bain and yeah. Oakley, it's a small mom and pop sunglass company. So they told me their average Pair of sunglasses last for six months. They get lost, yeah. stolen, scratch, what have you. So now we're sending automation reminders. So, if, you know, uh, you know, Rick had bought a pair of sunglasses five, five and a half months ago. We'll send an automate. Hey, hope you're enjoying your pair of sunglasses in case yours got lost, stolen or scratched. Here are some suggestions for you. We have another company we're working with. They sell skincare. Their average skincare product lasts 45 days. So now we send them a automated reminder at day 40.
1: Right
0: on. Time to reorder. Just simple stuff. And yeah, AI yeah. is not meant to, I guess, swing for the fences, if you will. Just meant to have these little incremental base hits
1: for yeah, companies, yeah.
0: right? Just these little incremental base hits to move the needle a little bit. And eventually over time, that's going to turn into something big.
1: Right on, man. I, I love that perspective. There's been a lot that we've talked about today, man. I'm talking, yeah, I could go on for this for like three hours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So where do you where do you see AI moving next? Because I mean, right now it's restaurants, right? And that's a big niche that you're filling right now. You know, in the next couple of years, of course, we already see it, like you said, with Amazon, with Netflix. You know, what's the next big?
0: Maybe in, like in your space, AI using in uh, in security, IT security, yeah, right? Yep. Just a lot of things. I mean the Supply chain. I mean, the applications are almost, are, are endless. Yeah. Right. In any industry and whoever, you know, capitalizes on that in whatever industry vertical is going to win versus the others that don't. So, for sure. I mean, if you go to, if you go to our website, the first thing um, there's a demo button, but before the demo button, uh, you know, it says, Hey, if you're looking to improve your company's, data literacy. Yeah. Yeah. Then give us a call, you know, book a demo with us. So it's all about, doesn't matter if it's, you know, our platform of standard insights or what you're doing with it. security. It's all about analyzing the data and looking at trends and looking at patterns and acting on what you find.
1: And there's no way that a human being can do it fast enough, at least at the level that AI is doing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can give you a certain example. So we have one of our, um, one of our, uh, modules it scores a company's uh, each a company's customers their profitability score right so how often they bought how frequent they bought and how much money they've spent with their company so if you're good in math it's like hey jerry that's you know rfm analysis and i'm like okay yeah yeah, roger that but i'm going to give you uh you know mr customer or mr skeptic mr and mrs skeptic i'm going to give you a a spreadsheet. It's going to have two thousand names, and the data's clean, and everything's aligned. I want you to break everyone down on their, you know, their uh, profitability score and their segments and their, what they're likely to buy. And you have a half hour go, and boom, they can. They could be the best mathematician in the world. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it's all about speed. And how can you act on that quickly? Cause it, whatever business, if they act on it quickly and their competitors aren't, well, that's going to win. they going to win. Right on. It, so if you go to our website, field. Yeah. exactly. It's helping customers become competitive using artificial intelligence with marketing precision.
1: That's, that's beautiful, it. man. Yeah. <laughs> I love the campaigns that you're driving too with AI, yeah. Yeah, especially utilizing data and the, You know, when you come down to even Facebook ads and everything else, I mean, they're using AI. How do you think you get targeted for ads in there? Because I know I have ads that are on Facebook and there's this wonderful thing that that you check for like audiences when you target people.
0: So we didn't talk about this. So um, we have another, if you go to our website, one of our products is Doppelganger Marketing and it's helping you find look like customers on Facebook. And it's like, okay, Jerry, but... Facebook already has that, you know, find your, where you can customize your audience yep. and I'll reply to Mr. and Mrs. Skeptic, you know, Roger that, but is your customized audience based on facts or is that based on your best guess? And then I'll give them the, uh, the, the sales stats. I go, Hey, here's um, a customer base uh, client that has 200,000 customers. Yeah, They've got a hundred different products that they sell online. Please, Mr. and Mrs. Skeptic. I know you can create Facebook ads. Please let me know the top three selling products in each city and state. And yes, I do realize that Facebook has, has gives you the ability to create a customized audience and they can not answer. Yeah. They're like, ex- Oh, exactly. we just kind of yeah. guess. We kind of yeah. guess. That's why if you go to my, uh, to my LinkedIn, I have the, the banner with the two dogs. Those are actually my two dogs. One was a, uh, were my puppies that were a, uh, Was born in 2005 and passed away three four years ago and then the other one we adopted a few years back they look alike but they're not twins and that's the ai driven doppelganger finding look-alike customers so yeah but yeah it's all about the data getting good data acting on that data you know prioritize and execute
1: you got it and it's still no matter what and i don't think it's ever going to get away from this you know there's a lot that we can push to ai but, yeah. you know, even in my industry, for example, you know, there's, there's SOC, security operation centers, and there is AI-driven defenses for cybersecurity. I employ them at reach outs. Yeah, and yeah. It's great because they can act faster than any human being can. However, it still requires in certain instances, maybe one out of 10, you know, just ballparking, whatever, for a human being to give a second set of eyes. Right. Still, no matter what, you know, and it'll get better and better and better over time. But human beings are still the end all and be all when it comes to making a responsible, let alone an emotional decision. I mean, AI might mimic emotions at some point, especially if you're talking about data or dating sites, you know, whatever. But still, still, it's always going to require human interaction to some level and humans to feed the correct data to the AI to begin with. There's always going to be jobs that exist, even though AI starts to take over.
0: And you're 110% correct. It has to be, um, you know, bringing the human touch and the AI tech touch all coming together. Yeah. And if someone tells you otherwise, run the other way.
1: Dude, that might be our one thing for today. It's a segment on the show too, is that the, yeah. there has to be the technology touch and the human touch to come together. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, man, you can't Way to go. You came up with that. <laughs> awesome, man. Put that on your marketing material yeah. right now. <laughs> That's beautiful. Even in cyber, cyber is mostly human. It really yeah. is because that those are the those are the pathways of entry. And now everything's yeah. behavioral psychology and social engineering in order to gain access to networks. Yeah. You know, it's all about trying to manipulate the human being, not the technology, the human that's using the technology, not the technology itself.
0: And you said a uh, uh, good point, behavior psychology. So if you go to our website, standardinsights.io, you'll see a cr- scroll, it'll rotate customer experience, yeah. improving customer experience, preventing customer indecision, and telling, them, telling the customer what to do next, but it's all psychological. Because every software company, every consultant, hey, we can, we, we can help drive growth, improve efficiencies, et cetera, et cetera. And, and we're no different, but we take it a step further with the data driven psychological aspect to it. That's and once of- you do that, the rest, increase sales, improve efficiencies, all that will follow.
1: That's Dude, I, I'm loving it. Dude, yeah. I, I need to squeeze this in if we can. Where can everybody find you? I mean, I'm talking social media first, and then, of course, your business second.
0: Yeah, so they can find me on LinkedIn, Jerry Aviog, A B I O G at LinkedIn. Uh, put Standard Insights, or they can go to StandardInsights.io, or if they want the restaurant side of things, they can go to I Order, I O R D E R dot Menu. So we we purposely came up with that because it's an action item. I yeah. ordered that menu, or simply shoot me an email, Jerry J E R R Y at StandardInsights.io
1: that's awesome man and before we go i'm going to give you a billion dollar business idea you ready for
0: this yeah, <laughs> yeah. i got i got good. my pen i'll write yeah, it down
1: good then uh, you're you're hitting restaurants right now but from what i can see the other and this usually happens when the economy goes down is real estate you know and the way that that brokers are going to start to sell, I feel needs to have a huge makeover because it, the, the in-person stuff, I don't think that's going to come back for a long, long time. I was just yeah. thinking about this in the shower the other day. You know, So so how do you drive AI? This is a maybe a rhetorical question, but how do you utilize AI to drive the right type of buyer to the right type of seller in the right neighborhood?
0: So the only thing I could think of right now is if you have the demographics on all these buyers, yeah. there may be age, uh, income and you name it, you know, education status. And if they bought certain priced homes and you could, you know, target them that way.
1: Sure. I mean, it's the
0: only, only thing. So yeah. So we, we have a thing called micro segmentation where it can analyze and break things down, looking at demographic, geographic, psychographic or behavior data.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So
0: if that, you know, agency has that, You know, we can filter that and then come up with, these are your ideal, uh, you know, target markets. These are your top level prospects. These are your bottom level prospects. These are your mid-level prospects. And then that agent can execute and uh, prioritize their time accordingly and who to target.
1: That's awesome. Even for something like, you know, the, the back at like MLS or something or Redfin, yeah. whatever it is they're looking at right now to where they can enter that data in and they can feed off of that to, to almost do like the Netflix thing. Like we were talking about, you know, yeah. you looked at this house, you know, and I see you looked at these other six houses. Here's another 20 in even similar markets across the U S that you might like similar price points, right. whatever it is, that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. I would want to see that yeah. happen. And then I think yes. we the, the ability for, it, you know, the last home, uh, the home I'm living in now, we built, right? Okay. Prior to that, you know, we purchased a couple and going through the showings was, pr- while it was a fun process, because you get to find out what you like and you don't like, at right. some point you start going into homes. It's like, dude, why the heck did you show me this house? This yeah. is totally not me. You know, I'm sure everyone's had that experience with an agent to where they just have just a swing and a miss as far as showing you different homes that you might be interested in. So if AI can give them that kind of data too, it could even streamline that process and maybe agents can make more money Yeah. And this is a billion dollar idea. You know, you can take it. It's okay. It's not my niche. It's not my industry, (laughs) but then agents can actually get more in tune with their customers, with their prospects. So they don't waste time. And then they can put more things in their inventory, more homes in their inventory. They can turn more homes and selling them, make more commission. Everybody's happier because now the process to buy that home or find the home didn't take three or four, or 10 months. Right. Don't sit on the market as long. This is a really good idea. What yeah. do we do? We should be starting on this right now. All right. <laughs> yeah. Think of how long the how the homes sit on the market too. This would shorten the amount of listing to. Oh my gosh. There we go. All right. Yeah. Take it. Go for it. Or anybody that sees <laughs> us on social, you better jump on it fast, Jerry, because somebody else doesn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, dude, I've, I'm. That's awesome, man. I, yeah. I've really enjoyed the conversation. You know, is there anything else that you want to leave with the audience today? That, yeah.
0: So. Uh, you know, one thing, and you know, we're all kind of experiencing this um, COVID and everything else that's throwing society off kilter. But uh, you know, what I'd like to say is, this was by Winston Churchill: "Never let a good crisis go to waste." And this was said mm. uh, at t- towards the end of World War II. It was between him, uh, Roosevelt, and, and Stalin, and it was yeah. it led to the. Formation of the United Nations at the Yalta Conference. So never let a good crisis to waste. your COVID, whether you're in business or even personally, you're stuck at home. You know what were you doing to improve yourself? You know during yeah. those times, instead of binge watching Netflix, which is cool to watch every now and then, or doing binge drinking, right? Yeah. Not saying you can't have a few beers or what have you, but you know what did you do during this time to make yourself better? So once you get to the other side you've gotten new skills, either prof- professionally or personally. That's so yeah, never man. let a good crisis go to waste.
1: Yeah, of course, Netflix and Zoom and, you know, beer companies have, of course, profited tremendously over, yeah. you know, except for the Corona beer company, you know. Yeah, yeah, that. David. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that, that's perfect, man, because I, I, I've seen a lot of memes and I've seen a lot of posts, you know, it's like, oh, I gained 15 pounds over the past yeah. months. And I'm thinking, Why? You know, yeah. well, why, why couldn't you have just, you know, restaurants are closed? That was always the source of really a lot of American obesity because there was just readily just available yeah. food. You know, now we yeah. have to grocery shop more. And now is the perfect opportunity to double down and get healthy, which is just yeah. good for you overall, for your life expectancy. Yeah. You know, that, that's beautiful. Yeah. I, man, that's, I remember that quote from Winston Churchill never let a good crisis go to waste. That's amazing, man. Thank you for bringing yeah. it up, too. That's, hey, thanks. It's inspiring me today. <laughs> cool. Awesome, brother. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Jerry. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message.